everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. Thank you for joining today, Julie Hitchens Ministry. Today we will have a guest speaker, Minister Joe Hitchens, who would love to share with you today, persevering in the face of opposition, talking about the life of Paul. At this time, coming out of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 11 and 24. I'll now turn you over to him. Here you go, Pastor. Minister. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you so very much for this opportunity. Um, you know, Apostle and I have basically been talking um, pretty much uh, back and forth during the week. And he's talking about this being a season of transitioning. And so um, today, it just uh, actually for a couple of days now, it's just been on my heart just to encourage a couple of people today. Um, and I want to talk about Paul's life, you know, and I'm going to read starting from Second uh, Corinthians 11, um, 20. Actually, I want to start about 23, and I'll read just a little bit. But um, considering Paul and all that Paul had gone through, uh, and 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 I'm, I don't want to focus just on ministry and ministers and you know the fivefold ministry, but people in general, you know, um, maybe maybe it's a business, you know, you want to start. Maybe uh, you're looking for a promotion and and you haven't gotten a promotion. Uh, maybe it's dealing with family, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with today. Um, that's 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 frustrating you or um you know got you all bent out of shape or whatever it is that that you're going through i just want to say you know stay the course um persevere through it you know um as the apostles talked about you know this week uh we are in a transition and transitions are never easy and I think that's the thing a lot of times when we talk about transition, we, we look at it as being um, something that happens smoothly. And, man, it will be great that, that that would happen that way. But oftentimes it does not happen that way. A lot of times in the midst of transition, people lose their jobs, um, lose their homes, their family, uh, 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 friends turn against them, you know, uh, People lie on you. Uh, people deceive you. Uh, people that you trusted in or, or thought you could trust in turn their backs on you. So transition, transition is not always easy. But today I want to encourage you: persevere in the face 
uh, opposition, difficulties, um, whatever whatever that face may be that you're facing, you know, uh, the Bible says make your face like flint and be not moved. So I'm going to say to you today, you know, uh, make your face like flint, stand your ground, and persist, persist in, in what it is that, that God has placed in your heart. Uh, uh, I, I do believe that in this time of transition is a, a, a time for fasting, a time for prayer, and, uh, and, and actually pointing the finger, my, my thumb is aiming back at me, some of the things that I myself should be doing and seeking the face of God concerning some of these things. But um, so it's not just for uh, pastors and not just for, uh, you know, uh, the fivefold ministry, but this is a time for us, the people of God, uh, that that um, been crying out. I, I don't know for many of you guys, but I know the last seven, eight years for myself has been stringent. It's been hard. It's been oppressing and and you know to come all the way this far and quit i just don't think that would bring glory unto the lord and so uh i'm saying press on you know forget about yesterday and two days ago and uh yeah 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 apostle just said keep jesus and press on and so uh talking about her radio uh broadcast and so um so what I say today, let me read. I want to go on and read uh, Paul and what goes on. Second um, Corinthians uh, 11 chapter, and let's start at 23, all right? Um, and Paul talking about, it, uh, about being a minister of Christ. He says, I speak as a fool. I am more in labor, meaning going through things more abundantly than anybody else, is what he's saying, okay? Now, I'm not saying that for us because we know that in this hour, uh, it's a lot going on. We we got jobs that are down. Um, uh, matter of fact, the wages on the job, they're not even paying you since since um, 9-11. Uh, the pay has decreased tremendously. And the jobs, and the, jobs uh, the job uh, uh, are, are uh, less to be found. Uh, minimum wages hasn't changed at all, and so there's a lot of things that we got going on right now, and um, but the economy, but the economy is still, well, the economy is still here. We still got to eat, we still got to pay bills, we still got to do all the things that we have to do, and so I'm saying, stay the course. So let's finish reading what Paul says. He says, "I am more in labor." more abundant in stripes above measure. And he's talking about the time he's been beaten, um, 40, 40 save one stripe, or 40 minus one stripe, 39 times he's been beaten uh, in prison more frequently than anybody else, in situations of debt often. Um, listen to what he's saying of the Jews. Now, he's saying of his own people, five times did he receive uh, 40 stripes, save one. Three times was I beaten with the roar. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. 
in journey, meaning traveling, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathens, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. And so Paul says in every situation that you can imagine, he's been there. He's been going through it. He's dealt with it uh, in weariness and painfulness and watching often, meaning watching those who are coming against him, in hunger and thirst and fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the cares of the churches. Uh, he's talking about his, 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 not only the things that came upon him, on the outside, dealing with people, dealing with other things, but he's saying things that he saw with in his own spirit, the things that he wrestled with. And so, and so, what I'm saying to you today, no matter what's coming against you, no matter what the circumstance, what the situation, um, no matter how hard it is, as as Paul was told when he was going through his situation where, where the enemy would buff him in his flesh. And he said he cried out to the Lord three times, and all the Lord had to tell him is, my grace is sufficient. So I want to let somebody know today that God's grace is sufficient for you. Stand your ground. Uh, don't be distracted. And, and another thing, too, I want to say this, uh, when it comes to, um, trying to start your own business or, or, or whatever it is, don't lose your passion. Keep your passion. Sometimes when, when we're going through uh, opposition and it seems like what we're fighting for or seeking or trying to accomplish seems afar off, sometimes we, leave, we lose the passion and we don't pursue it with that same uh, fierceness or that same tenacity as we did in the beginning. Listen, go back, find that passion, go back, begin to cry out to the Lord, talk to him with all sincerity of heart, uh, and, and uh, continue to seek, um, seek whatever it needs to be done to bring that business, uh, bring whatever it is that you're seeking to pass, okay? Don't let anybody distract you. Another thing is um, um, when we're going through situations, sometimes family members, sometimes friends, sometimes they, they want, want to say things that are contrary to the things that we hope, uh, telling us that it can't be done, <clears throat> telling us that we don't have the education, uh, you're not creative enough. Whatever it is that, that the lies that they speak, in your ear, you can't let that distract you at all. You got to stay your course. And um, you know, if there's more knowledge that you need to receive or you need to learn and research those things. Do whatever it takes to to bring it to pass. Because when it's all said and done, it's between you and God. Okay? And so uh just want to say stay focused. Transition is here. Uh, we're in the midst of transition. Um, stay your course. If God has told you something and it seemed like it's been years 
uh, and it still hadn't come to pass, but yet he's still telling you he hasn't changed his mind, know that he will bring it to pass. Don't lose hope. Don't get distracted. And a lot of times, I want to say this. I was talking with a gentleman earlier today, and and he was talking about, we were talking about a lot of times the enemy hits us where he knows that's going to hurt us, uh, affect us the most. But we got to be able to cast those cares up on the Lord when we get hit like that and, um, you know, and, and, and regroup. Whatever it takes for you to regroup, to rethink this thing through, to to get back in the right mindset, to get back on fire, even with the things of God, even even with God, other things of God. Um, whatever it takes to get back on fire with the Lord, where you're not lukewarm or cold. Uh, maybe you 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 you've been a minister and you've been preaching the gospel for a while, and you know you've been seeking God for a church. Uh, 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 maybe a larger church, and 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 maybe he promised you that he would do this, uh, do that for you. Maybe it's television, maybe it's radio. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a house. Maybe you know, being even a minister, you you seek the Lord for a house for your family. Uh, maybe it's a new a new vehicle, transportation. Maybe it's buses, uh, vans for the church. Whatever it is, don't give up. Whatever it is, and yeah, Apostle's spitting out some things over here, and I'm gonna let her continue to speak on those things. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna pass her even now. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm just saying, whatever whatever it is that a person is believing God for, many times people perceive to to, to believe God for something, and and it and it takes you going through. Uh, uh, hardship and, and suffering that it can't come, it can't be of God. That's far from the truth, because the word says after we've suffered for a while, then the promotion comes. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. And so, uh, nobody's really ready for the blessings of God until they've been tried. Their faith has been tried in a fiery place. Amen. And and purified from within to be able to carry what God has placed a desire to place into their hands. And so the hard part many times is the transitioning. Once you've been in a wilderness place, a lot of times people are in a hurry. But, you know, trials come to work patient. Yeah. And when, when you're going through, God is teaching you to be patient. Yeah. Now, when I think about the gold that goes through the fiery furnace, if that gold was moved too quick, come on now, it would not be totally able to be purified. But when the gold sits in the fire and it goes through all the process, and then it is it is taken from it and processed, then it comes out as pure gold, refined gold, refined the, gold best. the best gold. I see, God's after the best. Even though we go through the trials and the tribulation and much persecution, the word says that man is born to trouble. Okay, we're already born to trouble because the word says many of the affliction, many many affliction mean much suffering, much pain, much going through. But once we go through the thing, the word of God tells us that promotion comes. Okay, and so don't look at the suffering because if you get stuff like that, you're gonna miss the purpose of the suffering. He said, count it all joy. Now, it don't mean you're going to be giggling all day while you're going through. 
But your joy is knowing that God has allowed you to go through it, that he might show show you the purpose that he has for you. And and a lot of times people want to receive the blessings from God, but they can't receive them. You know what? If God didn't put you through something to stretch you to carry what he put in you, you couldn't handle what he wants to give you. Amen. Now, sometimes you want to carry something, but you got to go through something to be able to be expanded to carry what God wants to place in your hand. Amen. And maturity comes with suffering. Oh, I'm going to say it again. Maturity comes with suffering. That's why it's uncomfortable because those are growing pains. Amen. Those are growing pains. Those growing pains remind you. Amen. That you can't be in a place without wisdom. Wisdom has to kick in in order for you to be a person that's able to succeed. Amen. What you used to do, you can't do. Not on this new thing that God is doing. Amen. And so, you know what, I really believe that out of all the transitioning and the suffering, it takes you out of your ability, and that's the scary part, and it makes you walk by faith. For the just live by faith. But the, most of the time, we don't go no further in life than we ourselves can carry ourselves. But when God allows you to go through the furnace, the fiery furnace, and he takes you through that place that causes the purification and the expansion in your ability based on his doings, mm-hmm. it, ain't a, it ain't pretty. No, it's not. And how many know that when you're shifting something, come on now. When you shift it, when God is shifting something, he's taking you from one level to another. Sometimes he's leaping you in places that you have been stagnated in and would not otherwise get to. Hallelujah. And so when something is that drastic taking place, it's, it's out your hand. And because it's out of your hand, that sometimes makes people lose their focus. And they begin to look at things that are negative. Because I I can remember I was able to do this. I remember what I could pay that bill. I remember what I had that job. I remember what I was able to do this and do that. And it comes a time when God says, no longer do I want you to be able to. I want you to be able to trust me where you ain't able to. That's another level of maturity. It's not in your strength. But if you look at anything that you're able to do in your strength, then God's not doing it. But we're in an hour that God wants to show us who he is. We have seen the devil. Oh, now, come on, don't mess with me. We've seen a season of the devil has really shook his everything to let you know what he's capable of. Don't you want to know what God's capable of? I'm going to say that again. Don't you want to know what God is capable of? The Bible says after the enemy comes in as a flood, see, that says he goes first. Satan has to go first because God has put it in that position. He says after the enemy comes in as a flood, then the Lord, then, then means after something has taken place. Then the Lord will raise up a standard against the floodgates of what? Hell. Now, that's why he comes back and he says this, too, in the word. This goes with the persecution and going through the trials and the tribulations of life. When the word says you'll walk through the water, but it won't overflow you. Yeah, it won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. You'll walk through the fire, but it shall not burn you. Right. 
Okay, what he's saying to you, he's going to raise up a standard against the floodgates of hell that come to take you out. You're going to get so close to look like you're drowning that he wouldn't say, though the water overflow you, it shall not overtake you. Come on now. So it means you might have an effect that looks like you're drowning. Somebody better hear me. It might look like the effect that you're going to burn and be consumed in the situation. Come on now. But then God said, take your eyes off the process and put your eyes on me, who is your deliverer. Somebody better catch that right there. When Paul was being shipwrecked, hallelujah, when Paul was being shipwrecked and twice, and all these times he faced the death. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. When he was locked in prison, yeah. there wasn't nobody there to get him out. You think he didn't stab death in the face, though we walked through the shadows of the valley of it. He looked death in the face and had no power to stop it. Oh, Lord, y'all going to catch this after this. But God. But God. So the shadow of death was was a hovering over him. But God. Didn't no man rescue him? Only God. So I said all that to say no matter what you're going through, don't look to nobody to get you out. The only person can get you out of this is the God that permitted you to go in. I'm so, going to say that again. So I'm going to say this, Apostle, since you're saying what you're saying. Uh, just like Paul was bit by the serpent, you just got to shake it off. Sometimes the bite is deadly, yeah. and the people around you waiting on you to die. Because the deadly bite was supposed to define you as unqualified. But God will give you the energy to shake it off and then speak healing in the bite. Even though he didn't stop the bite. You don't hear me. And you've been bit to die. But God will give you the strength to shake the bite off. I'm going to say that again. He'll let you shake it off in the fire. What fire? The consuming fire started. The very fire that came against you. Hallelujah. So don't be worried about how many times you face the situation. That's a word. If you catch that, that's a word. That's a word of knowledge. Don't be worried about how many times you face the same situation. Don't face death in different levels of it. In different ways, it came after him. But God, in his infinite wisdom and his infinite love, preserved him. Also, this is another thing that, that I, I've noticed and understand for a fact. A lot of times when you're going through the fire, the fire also will remove people from around you. That's right. If it gets That's too hot, hot. Yeah, if it gets too hot, it's too hot. people get out of the way. People get out of the way. They don't want all of that. that. Yeah, yeah. And so that way you also know who stands with you. Exactly. And so, so if they're not for you and the fire is hot while you're in the fire and they walking away, while you're in the fire, that tells you that when God has uh, uh, brought you through the fire, you don't need to take them with you. No. If they can't stand in the yeah, fire. If they can't stand in the fire with you, you don't want them when you're on in the process. And so and so, I'm going to say this. If they can't hang with you when you're in the valley, don't take them to the mountaintop. If you do, you got dead weight, and you yeah. get to the top, ain't the problem, but can you stay there? Hey, glory when you take dead weight. And so... I say to you again, persevere in the face of opposition. We got the victory. God has already given us the victory. And uh, it's just a matter now, are you willing to stand? Are you willing to stand and fight to get that ground? 
to, to step on the next level or the next dimension that God has for you? And let me tell you something else. Something else is too. A lot of people feel ashamed. Yeah. When they when go through persecution, they go that's through the, the trials, they go through the tribulation. The but the word of God says if you suffer with him. Yeah. Now, to suffer with God in America, you are many times around the world, we hear everybody that has been put through things and they're going through stuff. But when, when you're in America, the spirit of pride tells you because you are kingdom people, you don't have to suffer. That's not scripture. And there's no need to be ashamed when you suffer for Christ. Because the word tells us, if you suffer with the Lord, you will reign with the Lord. And this is another thing that, that I love about the Lord. If the Lord send you through it, and it's open saying, uh-huh. when it's open saying, you better believe that he's preparing the table. And the presence of your enemy. So what they have seen openly, God's going to bless you openly. So everybody's going to get away. Paul told the people that was in the the people who had arrested him and beaten him and and private. He, he, okay, they beat him openly, yeah. and they shamed him before people, but in the time when it was time to release him, they want to release him secretly and let him go. And Paul said, no, 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 no. You, uh, you made me ashamed before me, yeah. and you will not release me quietly. Yeah. You will openly set me free. You will vindicate the, me from the wrong you've done me publicly. Ain't no quiet getting you gone quietly. No, it wasn't quiet when you brought the shame. Yeah. The Bible says that the word of God, this is what the word God says. He says in the same measure of shame, the same measure of reproach that you've been put through, you're going to reap it in joy. That suffering you went through that everybody mocked you on, laughed at you and talked about you and called you a fool and said all kind of evil. Yeah, the devil wants you to quietly leave that place and don't look back. But yeah. so God said, I want that thing openly, God before the public, because that same measure you put in reproach and shame before men, you shall reap it in joy. Now, it was good when they put you through and, they, and everybody could see your shame. But they don't want them to see your celebration. But God says, I'm going to prepare a table in the presence of your enemy. I mean, there ain't going to be no secret celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want to give a couple of examples of people that, that uh, were told that they weren't capable of doing it. I think about Tyler Perry. I, I, talk, I, I think about Steve Harvey as they give their stories and talk about, you know, how many people talked about them and, Belittled them and saying you can't do it and you're not capable of doing it or you don't have the knowledge to do it or you don't have the understanding of, you know, whatever it is. But you look at them today, you know, you look at them today. They persist. They 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 persevered in the in the in the midst of the obstacle. Didn't matter who they were that said they weren't capable. Didn't matter. And I'm quite sure many times that even themselves, even matter of fact, um. Uh, um, he even gives the, the testimony, you know, that he was ready to give up. He had gone, did his last play, uh before everything turned big for him, and he said he was in the midst of giving up. He said, Lord, you know, I can't do this no more. Uh, I'm not, I'm just going to give up and, and just throw in the towel. And the Lord said, wait, go over there and look out the window. And he was saying to him, Tyler Perry, he was saying to him, you don't have a right because this is something that I put in you. You don't have the right to stop it or you don't have the right to quit. And so even during that day, Tyler Perry's whole life changed. And so we look at Steve Harbour today, the hardest working man that I say in entertainment. I really do. 
um, and all that he's doing from radio stations to uh, two, three shows on television. And you look at all that he's doing. And, and at one time, I'm quite sure he wanted to give up when, when he was living in his car for two years and nobody was booking him. And yet you look at the day, yeah, living in car garages and, and, and all these things. And you look at him today and you would imagine, man, he had an easy ride. No, it was not an easy he ride. Was openly made ashamed. But he was openly made ashamed. Both of them were. But you look at them today and how God has blessed them tremendously. Now, that doesn't mean that they still don't have obstacles. It doesn't mean that people uh, are not saying negative to them. And it doesn't even mean that they even uh, come to the pinnacle of what God has for them. But at least we see them today doing what was birthed in them, doing what was they were called to do. And so this is the reason why I say today I encourage you, keep the passion. Keep the passion. Don't give up your passion. And don't let anybody distract you from what God has told you to do and what is in your heart. All right? And so just want to say I love you. I thank you. Apostle, I'm going to pass this back to you. Maybe you got something else to say. Uh, but I just want to say thank you, too, Apostle, for this opportunity to come on and just encourage you. And thank you. you know what? Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Another thing when you're going through a trial, a test, a persecution, of any sort. What people fail to realize, the reason why the word of God says when they say encourage yourself in the Lord. Yeah. It come a time when you ain't got nobody to cheer lead you on. When the furnace is hot and God is purifying and I mean not just you but everything around you. Yeah. Anything that he can shake, he's shaking. Anything that is not stable will be removed. Yeah. When God is doing this type of thing in your life, it's going to be time that you're going to wonder if you've done something wrong. It's, yeah, it's going to be time that you're going to wonder if you really are part of the fold. It's going to be time that you miss God. It's going to be time if you're going to wonder if God still loves you. It's going to be time that you wonder if you even say. Because all you going through, the battles of the mind, the works against your flesh, and the battles that you're battling to stand spiritually. But those are the times, I want to tell you something. When you're at your lowest, when the word says when you weak, the Holy Ghost becomes your strength. When you say you're poor, the Holy Ghost reminds you that you're rich. The reason why you're rich, you're rich in the blessings of God. Because if God be for you, he more than the world against you. But never have the righteous man forsaken, nor God's seed back for bread. Now, I'm not going to say you won't be at a place you might not have what you want, but know this, God always shows up and do what you need. Amen? He may not do what you want done, and he might not do it the way you want it done. Now, what come to me was this. When Elijah was over there at the book, and the word says the raven said him for a season. Now, you think Elijah was used to a bird dropping him off something to eat, and he wasn't able to go get it for himself? Come on here now, help me with it. But the word says God sustained him at the book. And at that book was a time of a phantom and a dry place in his life. There's a time when he was nowhere among men. Everything around him was, was, was not normal. He was in a place, in a dry, droughted place, a place that was horrible, a time for him and nobody but him and God. But God separated him from everybody, and he used that time alone to prepare him for his next journey. And he was strengthened in him in the inner man. Oh, I'm, I'm hitting something now. Sometimes you want to be strengthened on the outside and look like all this well. But sometimes God said, not the word 
worry about the outside of what you look like because he got that covered. It's the inside of you that he's preparing for what is ahead. So you got to go through something that you can come out what God intended for you to. And you might not have what you want, but thank God you got what you need. And even if it don't feel good, thank God he ain't never left you, nor has he forsaken you. And when you go through a valley, the word says the Lord goes with us. You ain't got no place. He'll never forsake you, nor will he leave you. And the bad part about it when we're going through, sometimes we focus too much on the external of things, that we forget the spiritual aspect that the Lord is with us, the angels are with us, God and the Holy Ghost got us. And if we could just take our eyes like like Peter did on the water. Don't look at the mess. Keep your eyes on God. Don't look at who ain't with you. Look at who is for you. The greatest he that is in you than all that is rose up against you. Oh, yeah, pressed on every side, complex. Everything that could happen has happened or going to happen. But check this out. You will never be left because God can't leave you. And you'll never be snatched from his hand because what could separate you? Because the word says nothing, not even death. <laughs> But you can get past this eternal thing of, uh, 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 not the eternal, but get get past the external and put your eyes on the eternal. For that is the purpose of the goal for which we walk as Christians. Are we all exiting earth with or without God? We all going to have to come up out this body. This is a temple place. Don't get so caught up in the temple world because your treasures, if you store them in the heaven, it's going to be as God intended for you. Come on now. And so what I want to say to you today Stop looking at where I'm going to sleep, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do. We in an hour that things are shifting from what we know it to be. And then them today that's up don't know they're coming down. Them that's down don't know God's about to raise you up. And you've got to suffer that he can trust you and know that he can trust you. But don't let the, the faith, don't let your faith wobble or become weary in the place that God is testing you on every side. Because, you know, God said, I'll put no more on you than you can stand. So if you ain't shaped and built and brought forth in the inner man to carry what God wants to give to you and place on you, then you can't expect to have it. But if you go through it, Oh, man, anybody ever worked any muscles that you ain't worked in a while or worked something that you didn't know you had? It can be painful when God gets through putting you through the exercise of walking by faith. And it can also be scary. But guess what? He has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's called you to trust the Lord and lean on him with all your heart, trust on him and lean not to your uh, uh, understanding or your own understanding, but acknowledge him in everything. So when you get to the place where you don't know what to do, just know this. That's the time that you have to lean on God. That's the time you trust his wisdom. That's the time you ask him for wisdom. That's the time you keep praying and don't pass out. Don't you doubt faith right now. You're too close. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Now, this is a prophetic word for somebody who's going to catch this in a little bit. I said, don't you think now you done got too close. God's about to do something supernatural. I'm going to speak acceleration and a suddenly, and even the devil can stop it. Woo, Okay, I'll come on out of that thing. Hallelujah. Somebody better go ahead and praise God. Your suffering won't compare to the things that God has in store for you. Mm, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't lived. You know, you got some things that ain't nobody heard, not the soothsayers or the pronosticators. Ain't nobody heard or saw. Because God ain't got everything in this place. Some things going to come suddenly, I promise. 
Jesus. Now, I'm going to leave it to you just like that. So stop worrying about what God doing. I'm going to tell you what he is. He in the back of the scene, and he working, working it out for you. Hallelujah. So go through this thing that called persecution, trials, and tribulation. Let the haters hate. They doing their job. Don't be mad. And if you didn't have a hater, come on here, you wouldn't be ready to obtain what God's got. How can you prepare a table without an enemy? We all need some of them. And, you know, people make a big mistake to hate an enemy. You're never supposed to hate your enemy. Your enemy is working on your behalf. No bad, no matter how bad it feels. Oh, Lord, I wish I had time to talk about that. You wouldn't know your worth if you didn't have enemies. Your enemies really validate you. Because they don't spend time on worthlessness. They come to let you know you got treasure. And we after your good. Oh, yeah, he, he comes to let you know. I'm going to tell you how you know you got treasure. You ain't never seen a bad man or a bad woman or a homeless person being robbed and going poor for the basket or the little stuff they got in the sack. Oh, Jesus. You're going to catch that after the broadcast. That they'll come after you. For what they see. Sometimes the, your enemies see your value more than you do. They see the work. They see the treasure and the possibility that God has instilled upon you. You can't see it because you're too busy looking at all that you ain't. Oh, God, I wish I had time to teach that. But anyway, I want to say to you today, keep Jesus no matter who comes and goes. That's all. Because it's going to be what God said it's going to be. If you let God say it to stern, let him keep driving you. Even when you don't. See, you know what? When he's the compass, it don't matter if you can't see in the storm. Long as he is the one that's on the compass doing the carrying you and the directing you and the guiding you to where you're going. Sometimes you need to close your eyes. You don't need to see it all because sometimes it's too scary. Just go with him, hallelujah, and let him lead you to the destination he has set for you. Hallelujah. So the just, the just live by faith. God know how to get there. He ain't the only one laid it out, but he know how to get you there. The travel in which you take, no man knows the way in which I go, but God knows the I go for he's the one who has set my path. Who can I have to drive it better than him? I'll do like Paul said, I'll do the suffering, but it's God going to be the glorified one. So let God get the glory. And you just sit on back and do your part. Fight for your faith. That's your biggest battle. Fight not to give up. Jesus, I pray for you that you don't lose faith while you're being sent. And sifted ain't nothing but tried by fire. Somebody give God glory. Hallelujah. Now, Father God, I thank you today for the men and women under the sound of my voice. And, Lord, I don't know what they're going through, and I don't know what they need. But I pray, Lord, that they will continually, Lord, to trust you in the situation that they're going through. And, Lord God, that you will hold tight to them when they get weary and feel like letting go. Oh, God, I thank you that in the times they say they can't, you will step in and do what they cannot do. Oh, Lord, every door closed, you got one somewhere to open. Father God, I pray you will direct them to the one that you have set in place for a time such as this. And to you, finish 
what you're doing in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Father God, we just thank you for the message today from uh, Minister Joe. And I thank you, Father, the word that we speak, it don't only be to the people, God, but you're speaking to the people who speak the word. And so, Father, I thank you that even that that went out also comes back to comfort, Father God, as we all are going through. In the mighty name of Jesus, waiting on you to bring us to the next destination in this destinated place you have set. And we give you glory and we give you praise. In the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus the Christ. Until next time, saints, you be blessed. And thank you again for joining us. Be encouraged. Stay on watch. And do stay prayed up. God bless. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.